0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and A member FDIC.
1: This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link LinkSoul. Check out their spring collection. Go to LinkSoul.com. And by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to nestbedding.com.
2: This is A's Cast Live. Your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics.
3: The pitch is swung on, hit the right field, hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head. And over the wall. Do you believe
2: that? And 29 other MLB clubs.
4: Ramirez with a drive to deep right. Away,
1: back, on. Go, hey, it's a bomb out there by the Rocks. And boy, oh boy, this third inning is now showtime. It is a Judging end blast. All rise,
3: here comes the judge.
2: Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe, from humidors, to spin rates, to game-changing moments. We have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on Ace Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend.
3: Well, once again, no Chris Townsend. Townie will be back on uh, Thursday, I want to say. that's right. Thursday, we'll be back on television. Yeah. And then he'll be back Friday as well on television. And we'll be back. Tony will be back on Ace Cast Live. I think it's Monday we'll be back. So Tony's enjoying a nice vacation in Hawaii. Can't complain. Nice little setup for him in Maui. I thought out what island he's in Maui. Nice. So that's when Tony will be back. But right now it's Commander Cody, Johnny Dosco, and Ray Jensen with you for the next hour and a half before A's and Ray's here from the Coliseum. Yeah. Ray's first base coach, Chris Prieto, is going to join us in moments. We're going to have Sam Long, the A's now closer, former opener. I don't yeah. know if he had the title of closer. And then we're going to have B.A. Brian Anderson from the Rays television broadcast okay. World Series champion of the Diamondback showing us a 5 o'clock. All but right. Big win last night for the A's. Great win for the for the A's last night. And, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Caprillion
4: uh, was solid. And, look, they just they, they found a way. And I, I think this team, you know, you compared how the how they played the Rays yesterday compared to those three games. And I know we're going to go back to those those games we were outscored 31 to five, but just to see what the A's were able to do in that in that uh, in that game last night, just finding a way, um, it was it was. And look, Ken Waldachuk deserves a, a ton of credit. He just had it in his eyes. He was he was
3: he wanted to finish that game, and there was no one uh, no one better suited last night. He crushed it. Yeah, Ray, what what are your thought? I mean, we both we all said the same thing. We thought Waddlechuck was the biggest story of the game last night, the three scoreless innings to get a save. What's that stat? Uh, he was the first ace pitcher, well, I have it here somewhere, I have somebody knows. First ace pitcher to toss three or more scoreless innings for a save in a one-run game since Elias Sosa in 1978 uh johnny ray and i weren't even afterthoughts then or in our parents minds uh where were you in 1978 i was
4: at el roble intermediate school uh i was uh, in seventh grade and uh i was just trying to i I moved to a new school so i was 12 a little you know shy and awkward and just trying to find a way to just get get through the day you know just and uh you know i I wasn't uh, i was i was a little guy with uh with not a ton of confidence, so I just, I tried to get through that 7th grade year, you know.
3: Ray, you were born how many years (laughs) later after that?
0: Uh, At least 15.
3: Yeah, it was 10 for me. So when Johnny was, you know, I heard Ken mention on the broadcast yesterday when his first time he went to Ohio with his family, uh, that was right after the airplane was invented. I thought that was a great one-liner by Ken, the the Hall of Famer Ken Korak. Outstanding. Real quick, before we go off and talking about the A's and the Rays tonight, Game 2, we're aware of what happened in Las Vegas. We're not going to talk about it. That's not what we do. I mean, we're not, that's not our show. I mean, that. I know Tony does, but that's not what we're going to do. And if you're coming to tonight, we know what's going on tonight. If you're coming tonight, take Bart. That's all we're going to say. Uh, we, we, we know what's happening. I mean, we're not naive to the situation, mm-hmm. but we're not here to talk about that. So I just wanted to get that out of the way um, and just let everyone know that we're here to focus on the A's and Rays, the A's six-game winning streak. The Rays are in still the best team in baseball. So I'm, I'm looking forward to game two tonight, and it should be a great atmosphere. I'll say that.
4: When do we get the piano man on? When is, when is Prieto coming on? With uh, we this? can do
3: it. We can do it right now.
4: Let's get you on right Ray, now. You gotta, Let's do it with, right, you've got to vacate
3: your spot. All
4: right. Yeah, I want to I talk to the piano man right now. Gosh. It, bro, how long, by the way? Great to see you, man. Great to see you too, man. Yeah. You? God, I'm good, man. It's so good to see you. What uh you know how funny you are? They what's that? Knows yeah. are. <laughs> hey, so when was the last time I saw you, by the way? 20 years 2003 right Sacramento 20 River years Cats. man 20 years since I see was uh, yeah. I when I was broadcast for the River Cats in 03 the piano man was roaming center field and not make an error the entire year people say why do wow, you call I him? remember that I, I remember it man you played a great center field and and people say why do you call him the piano man well he plays piano that's yeah. basically you know Are you still are you still I uh, I, I
5: play not as much now okay. but okay I still love playing piano yeah for sure I like your hat bottom thank the way. you appreciate That's a, that, that. That's a nice you. little
4: look there Thank you I see. <laughs> we got hey hey I got to tell you this guy man we had we had some great times and we had great times on those Southwest commercial flights oh, we man. just had a great time uh, just uh, it's so good to see you. and it's amazing how, how the time goes right I mean yeah. tell me about how you're doing I know you you uh, you finished your career uh, and then got into did you get into coaching right away?
5: Relatively speaking, I went home, spent a little time at home for a year and a half, and yeah. then got back in, into coaching with the Padres. Did some hitting coach, was a hitting coach a couple of years. Then I managed in Seattle uh, in in the Appalachian League, and then was lucky enough to get a, to land a, a big league job the year after that in Seattle. Yeah, um, did the replay for three years. Ended up coaching first, coaching third. Yeah, and here I am. With how the was Raid. the?
4: How was the? Do uh be in the replay that that's a that's a stressful job right it's,
5: it's stressful i i made sure that i had my flip-flops on and and was very relaxed because it could be very like yeah. and back then now you don't have any players on, over your shoulder yelling and screaming at you back then it was just four guys going challenge it dude you got to challenge that you know so it was it was a little more difficult now you're kind of secluded in a room nobody's allowed to talk to you yeah um but yeah, the phone—the phone was constantly. We were calling the dugout back and forth, constantly going there. So well, you now it's different. more
4: stressful now, or less stressful now? I guess in, t- in some ways, probably. What, more coaching, st- coaching first. No, no replay. Oh.
5: Replay probably a little more stressful now, yeah, for sure. It's—it's. Yeah, yeah. it's, um, we had 30 seconds. I think it's a lot less now. Um, you got to be on top of it now. Uh, we had a little, little more cushion.
4: So you started you you coach with the with the Mariners and mm-hmm. and uh, obviously. Enjoyed the the Great Northwest up there, isn't that, isn't that special up there? Yeah, I love the Pacific
5: Northwest. Yeah. It's beautiful.
4: Yeah, and are you still are you still in uh, Northern Cal in the off season? No, or? so
5: so we moved to Arizona. Okay. Uh, probably about eight nine years ago. Uh, we live in Surprise. Yeah, yeah, we and love
4: it. This is your second year first base coach with the Rays, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, second year. This team is something else, man. Yes. I mean, it's just. Uh, You know, I know you do some instruction, too, but this team, it just seems like pitching and defense. And that that was uh, one thing that Andy Freed said yesterday. He was talking about the goes, one thing that's underrated about this club is the the defense. I mean, this team uh, up the middle and on the corners. Very athletic. Very athletic team. I try to stay out of their way.
5: (laughs) I don't say too much to them. But, um, yeah, it's fun to watch them play. Um, Just great all-around athletes and and super instinctive.
4: Yeah. your shortstop has been uh, has been so impressive. What, what can you tell us about about Wander and, and just just kind of his approach and watching him on a daily basis? S-
5: just super skilled player. De- defense is great. Bat to ball skills unbelievable. I mean, he he can hit any any pitch. Uses the whole field. Uh, just electric player. Yeah, and
4: it seems like the Rays. I mean, with all the all the pitching, I mean, you had a couple pitchers go down. There's here you have Bradley come up, you know, and that, that the way they the, – uh, the farm system, the way they develop pitchers is, is kind of unique, right?
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I think every team – depth, you can't have enough depth. Right. And we we, we tend to, to cultivate good pitchers, and, yeah. and they do a great job in the minor league system, and Snides does an awesome job here. Um, we just
4: keep – producing. We're going to see uh, Taj Bradley. That this this series, what can you what can you tell us about him? I know he's 22 years old. He's been kind of up and down, uh, but apparently, just from what I've read and, and people I've talked to, he, he handles the demotion uh, and it's been a couple times pretty well, right? Yeah, I mean, he,
5: I mean, he's he's older beyond his years. You know, he's he's got a really good fastball. He he know he knows what he's he's learning how to pitch. Um, but he really knows how to use his fastball. It's a it's a top of the zone fastball with a really good breaking ball, um, and he's been really good so far.
4: You know the team's 28 games over 500, and now you add Glass. Now you know it's 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 amazing. I mean, I'm sure it's almost like getting someone at the deadline, right? You get yeah. you get your guy, and he's coming back. And uh, we'll talk about McClanahan in a moment. What can you tell us about Tyler coming back here?
5: I mean, he's he's a much needed piece of the puzzle. And we're so glad to have him back. He, he talk about electric pitcher. I mean, it's just fun to watch him go out on the mound and just and just let it rip, you know. Yeah. Every five days.
4: No question. And McClanahan, I mean, he just the confidence he has right now and his stuff. What, what, what do you what What can you say about him? I mean, you know, we always knew he had a fastball,
5: pretty decent spin on his breaking ball. But I, I, I until I really started watching him, I did not realize how good his changeup was. His changeup is 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 really really good especially off his fastball and when you're throwing 98 99 miles an hour yeah but um yeah just the the whole package um just really good pitcher man i mean yeah. what else you can yeah, say I know. about 10 him? wins and <laughs> yeah. he's just
4: absolutely dominant you yeah. know it's just yeah it's amazing and this club you know look you guys played texas played them tough won two out of three uh that's a really good club over there isn't it
5: man they can hit they, yeah. they have a, that's a really strong lineup um you know, put our pitchers to a, to the test, but we play really good at home. We we like playing at yeah. our at our ballpark, and and uh, it it was nice to get back from our last road trip, be, get back home, get get things rolling again.
4: Yeah, thirty one and seven. I mean, that's yeah. uh, look, baseball's a sixty forty game uh, for you to play that kind of baseball at home in front of those fans. what what, what is what is it about playing at the home ballpark? You know, right? I
5: don't know, but for me personally. I stay in St. Pete Beach. It's beautiful weather. You're on the beach. Uh, you you just you just get into this like relaxed. Once you get back into Florida, you just kind of relax and just let <laughs> things loose. And you're like, man, I'm gonna go put my feet on the beach and, and spend the morning and have some coffee. And I think I think everybody just relaxes a little bit there. They they just enjoy that environment.
4: Well, I know you're not. I know you love the uh, the charter flights. I know that because yes. we have we took plenty of Southwest oh, flights my together. Goodness the you know, stories
5: like we <laughs> could tell the stories we could tell
4: oh man we had a good time man yes we did we had a good time and we were able to avoid a lot of times like what we would do because we didn't want anybody to sit in the middle seat he'd be on the uh crispy on the window and I'd be on the aisle and we would act like we're talking so no one would sit there but but or Do, do the, you remember the 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 newspaper <laughs> the the sports
5: section you were acted like we didn't know each other you're like yeah Hey, uh, sir, can you can you give me the 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 sports section when you're done? And there's the guy in the middle, and he's just getting annoyed by yeah, you asking. And I'm like, hey, st- I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you in a second.
4: Yeah. Then he finally snapped.
5: <laughs> and he finally
6: snapped. <laughs> give him the paper. Uh, <laughs> it's
4: the greatest. Oh, oh my god. The gosh. role plays, man. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. We did fitting guy. We, it, yeah. was, it was great, man. We had a we had a good time, man. Now here we are, 20 years later. 20 years later. 20 years later. But you, you, you,
5: you know, every year you you were a staple in Sacramento, and you just, I think you were a big part of all those winning teams, just because your uh, your personality that. and your I your I, I I do know for sure.
4: Well, that was I was there a yeah. long time, yeah. man. It was crazy. Yeah. I was there a long time. I mean, twenty, geez, 20, 22 years. It's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. It's crazy, and I'm glad you got a little taste of big leagues with the Angels, right? I did. Yeah. <laughs> 2005. Yeah, yeah. should have yeah. been called up. I thought before that man you had you had a you had a great run there you know the i in
5: other... mentally i i i agree with you but man once i got there i was like man I, i'm really not as good as i think i am <laughs> you start <laughs> you to realize think, how talented you see, these guys you are how good right? everyone is around here uh, i'm just be i'm just grateful to be able to coach these guys yeah you're you're and in the maybe league give them man. a little bit of little bit of nuggets here and there. Yeah, so what but,
4: else do you – I mean, your first base coach, what, what kind of instruction, what else do you What else I do? I mean, you do the base
5: run in the outfield. Yeah. So, you know, at first base, maybe just give them a, a couple things here and there for, for stealing bases. But for the most part, I stay out of their way. I just – you know, they're super instinctive, really good athletes. But every now and then they they ask questions. They yeah. want to know. They're great, great group. Okay, great so we've been
4: outside. So watching Ruiz from someone from the outside, Man. watching him track that ball down. I know you've heard about it, but what were your impressions and what were the guys wow. saying in your in your dugout? Well, I
5: mean, I, I thought he had no shot at catching that yeah. ball, and then all of a sudden he comes out of nowhere. I thought Rayleigh did a great job of, of staying on him because – a lot of guys would just put their head down, and just keep on running. No the third. Doubt. No <laughs> so doubt. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy he kept his eye on him just to make sure, and and luckily he got back. End up
4: being a really yeah. close. So yeah. so at that point you're yelling back, back, yeah. back, get right out, as loud get as you out, can. Get oh out. my gosh, yeah. yeah, that was crazy. Well, look, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Rays down the stretch. If you guys, I mean, if the Rays stay healthy, I I think that you know watching the Rays and Rangers, I kept a close eye on that series. That very much could be a preview. It's not. It's not. I mean, obviously. Pretty easy to say that it could be that could be the ALCS, but I think you yeah. guys match up well with that club.
5: Yeah, I agree. I mean, our division in itself, uh, Baltimore has has really shown that they they belong in the division and and they're playing really well. Um, and you can't take any team, Yankees, anybody, lightly. So yeah, we'll a lot of season left. <laughs> we'll see what happens.
4: Yeah, you know, I and I asked Andy. I'd like to talk about Randy Orton because I I just think he's a, 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 a treat to watch. And you, know, you know, I know people with with his antics sometimes but he he Mm -hmm. just enjoys the game you know the guy came from nothing came from cuba it came from nothing and and, uh i i just uh can you from your perspective i mean he
5: feeds off the fans i mean he loves the fan interaction i mean the guy's super generous i have a bag of balls that that i have to slap his hand to stop giving them away because Uh we, we we're we're out of you know two dozen balls within the first three or four innings because he's so generous with just Trying to please the fans, he 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 loves this game, um, yeah. The antics, whatever. But he's, I, I've I've really learned to love his his energy and just who he is as a person. Um, and and we enjoy you know getting some work done, you know, trying to get better. But he's he's an awesome dude.
4: You know, and I think Kevin Cash. It just seems to me it's difficult for you guys to put a lineup out there when you know every single guy offensively could start, right? I mean, and they would start on most teams. So I think kind of mixing and matching and how – because, look, coming off that bench, you're always going to have a solid
6: guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I
4: mean, I I think typically we have a right-handed and a left-handed lineup,
5: right, like, you know, versus the right-handed or the left-handed pitching. But for the most part, you're right. I mean, we can can just make a lineup out um, every day, but – just it's a good problem to have right yeah. <laughs> it's just having those having the depth on the bench and guys that co- can come in late and pinch hit um you know sp- especially like a team like the a's with it's they're splitting the bullpen with lefties and righties so a lot of teams don't have that many lefties
4: but taylor walls a guy that it, 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 he's, he's he can play all over the place he plays a good short we saw he played a good short yesterday what are your opinion on him
5: oh man i mean you, uh, uh, there's the question is who's better, Wander or Walls, right? That's a that's a tough question. I mean, Walls is so talented too. He, you can put him anywhere. He's really really good. Obviously, he can play short. He yeah. plays third. You could probably put him in the outfield. He'd probably do really really good out there too. He's such a good defender.
4: One more for you, because you've been there. I, I've seen I've seen you play, and and now we're, we're talking about the rule changes and everything. Mm-hmm. Are you for them? Do you think it's made the game more exciting uh, with the shift and the pitch timer? What, what, where, where do you stand on that? I all mean, of I love
5: the quicker games. Yeah. I
4: mean, you get in and and
5: get get the games going, right? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of like you're just getting that dead time out of there, and now guys are kind of like those those 15 seconds are are critical in between pitches. You got to get your mind right. You got to get back to competing, and I think the league is adjusted to that, and I think it's here to stay. I would think.
4: Did your pitchers make a pretty quick adjustment to it? uh, Most. There are
5: some that still struggle with it a little bit. you know, rightly so, right? They're, they've are they been doing something their whole life, accustomed right. to working on a, on a certain tempo. But for the most part, I think everyone's kind of getting much, much better than at the beginning of the season. You look the same, man. Do you, I? Yeah, you look the same. I you don't feel great. the same. <laughs> you do, man. Well, I, I feel the same about you as 50, well. Right?
4: 50, right? 50. 50 years old. Uh, 72, I think October something, 72. Uh, uh, August. but August. Yeah, first, yeah. Yeah. August, <laughs> August 24th, right? 24th.
5: There you go. Mm-hmm. Got it. Thanks, God. brother. So good hey, to see you. awesome to see you, the man. The piano man. I'm so happy to Chris see you. Chris Prieto,
4: the piano man in the yeah. big leagues with the Rays. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate, I appreciate it, man. appreciate it. Man. All right. Yeah. That was Chris Prieto, we'll have more.
1: Go to linksoul.com. That's linksoul.com.
2: A's Cast Live continues from Ricky Henderson Field. Here's Chris Townsend.
3: Uh, Again, no Chris Townsend back later this week. He's in Maui enjoying a nice vacation with his family. Well-deserved vacation. for sure. I don't know, Johnny. You deserve a vacation, too, with all the work you've been doing this year. October, I'll take it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 We, We won't go there. October, but I'll yeah, take. that's yeah. I'll take a vacation then too. Uh, yep. My wife wants to go to uh, my sister-in-law wants to go to Greek for her or Greece for her thirtieth birthday. I'm like, eh, that's kind of a we just went to Iceland. I don't know if I need to go on another destination vacation, but we'll see. But uh, quick reminder: anyone coming to the game tonight? We know what's going on tonight. Take take public transit. We got a K-pop concert next door at uh, Oracle, and what do we call the, the Oakland Arena now. I don't mm. think it has a spot name anymore. Yeah. So please remember, there's going to be a lot of cars in the parking lot, so take BART, public transit if you can, for tonight's game at 640. But uh, this is a dream for me tonight. Um, don't see, Haven't seen it a lot very often, but uh, the opener. Both teams using the opener tonight. Uh, this is uh, very exciting for me. Get to see Jalen Beeks versus uh, Fuji. And we're going to have uh, Sam Long, a guy that used to be an open for the Giants, now closing games. It's funny. Full on Liam Hendricks, full circle, will be joining us after BP. But the opener tonight johnny do you like the opener you do you know think what? it works still
4: i'm i'm i gotta love hate with it you know i think it does work sometimes i i, I wasn't a huge fan at first I'm, I'm coming around on it uh i think it helps uh, but i do think it it can mess with the guy's routine it can't mess with the starting pitcher routine when he's not used to it you know but uh yeah so I, i'm kind of hit and miss with it not to avoid the avoid the question but i just uh have you have you liked it from the from the get-go yeah
3: well, ever since sergio romo started it and 2018 with the Rays, and then it was our good friend Ryan Stanek, friend of the program, now Astros World Series champion, did it. Liam, We saw Liam Hendricks do it with the A's. We've seen multiple guys do it. Jalen Beeks is already doing it. This will be the seventh time he's been the I opener know. tonight, yeah. the former Red Sox prospect now being the opener. 25th appearance, seventh start as the opener. The Giants utilize it still to this day. They're still using it with different guys like John Brebbia is the new opener around baseball. I mean, he's starting all the time for them. I think he's going to start again this week. Yeah. Uh, I do like it. I think it works because you don't want. We know how the game is now. We're not having the guy from St- Quinn Matthews throwing 156 pitches anymore. So we're going to see these guys go through the order for a third time. And I think it helps so they don't have to face the top of the order to start the game. Come in maybe at the fifth or sixth. Well, you want your guy to go through the first three batters quickly. When they first started the strategy, I thought it was supposed to be like the first two innings. That way you can bring the guy in the face to bottom of the order to go through reason to top again but it's all now we've seen more and more it's just one inning so yes I do like it Ray what do you think
0: yeah I'm I'm with you I I like it because it it gives a soft landing spot for these pitchers and especially with the staff the A's have is so young I think the easier and simpler you can make it for them the better and then eventually they'll grow from there it's kind of like the way I I equate it to it's like training wheels on a bike eventually you got to take the training wheels off and see if he can sink or swim and I think eventually Mm -hmm. that'll be needed for some of these young guys to go out there and start these games but What I've seen from them is impressive, and I think this is the right landing spot for especially for Fuji when we've just been trying to find a role for him somewhere. If that arm he has, which is it, can be electric.
4: It can be, no question. And you know, look, Fuji. uh, We've seen him uh, in in one-minute roles, uh, where or sorry, I'm seen him in uh, one-inning roles where he can. He can he can get it done, but he has he has struggled too, you know. And trying and you know the, the opener backfires if they allow two or three runs, right? That's the one thing. You know? Yeah, so,
3: and we saw him we saw him pitch well in, um, in Milwaukee. Great great inning it was the ninth inning when the game was tied. Pitch well. The next game comes and walks the guy. So you're like you're trying to figure, find the spot for him. So him opening today for Hogan Harris, who since that how can we put a horrendous MLB debut and he's grown from that, going getting re, you know demoted back to AAA now, getting called back up, getting his first win. I think for someone like Hogan Harris, who doesn't have a lot of innings, I I read this, since the canceled 2020 minor league season, his Tommy John surgery, he has just 174 and two-thirds career professional innings between the minors and majors. So he doesn't have a lot of innings pitched between both levels in the mat. So I think getting him uh, more chances to get through a game and not face the top builder is, is a good way to get a young pitcher like Hogan Harris started against a really talented and very good, well, we know how good they are, race lineup.
4: Well, you know, he got, he's had his first start the other day and he was able to get the win. But, yeah, he's he's going to be the opener. Uh, he's going to see an opener in, in Fuji and see what he can do after that. I'm looking forward to seeing this start for Hogan Harris because he's found a way. Look, he's the guy who, who struggled to kind of throw the ball over the plate. He's, he's found the zone. You know what I mean? He's throwing strikes now. Yeah. That's the key. He's pounding in the zone,
3: and uh, he's been more aggressive, and uh, he's been more confident,
4: you know, since that second appearance.
3: Yeah, and uh, in, five, in the 15 innings since he's been recalled, he's given up five runs. It's a three ERA, so hopefully you can see him grow. The guy pitching tonight for the Rays, though, Yanni Torinos, he's pretty used to being the bulk guy uh, behind mm-hmm. these Rays openers. Yes, so him pitching tonight, uh, he gave up one run in his last five and two-thirds, uh, and he earned a win last Thursday against the Twins. By the way, twins. I'm not doing a twins. The, you know, the AL Central is just a mess. Uh, not to go too far, the AL Central. I mean, if the A's were in the AL or the uh, AL Central, they would be like ten games out of first place. Uh, that's just how bad that div- division is right now. But yeah, I'm hoping to see Harris pitch well, and then you're going to see what Torino. So he's a good guy to model if you want to be if you're a guy coming out. Because like, I know the Giants are doing it more with Sean Manaya now. He's more of a bulk guy, which is crazy to think. But yeah, it's. I'm interested to see how some of these some of these guys do against the opener and how they respond, especially Hogan Harris, because what the second time now we've used the opener with him on the mound, third. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm, I'm I, I like the upside from him. I told Tony before the season started, I thought Hogan Harris could be a guy to watch coming into the year, and I mean you know, after the first one, I was like the first the debut. I'm like, okay, maybe not. He came back and he's pitched great since then.
4: Actually, you might be right on the two. I, 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 I'm just yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do, and and uh, he's just got that. Laid-back demeanor, as we talk about, and uh, yeah, he's he's he said he talked about this club and the confidence that they have right now in that clubhouse. And, and I know we could talk about it till we're blue in the face, but uh, to win six in a row after what this team endured at the start of the year is is, is pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, you have to give them credit to what they've done
0: so far, because especially they're they're facing teams all currently above five hundred. There's no ifs ands or buts. The teams they facing are facing are quality, and they're just trying to chase to not be the worst record in baseball right now. I think that's the the realistic goal for this team. And it's just uh, as many you can mount these small victories as possible, whether it's just getting your first major league win, just getting wins as a pitcher, getting that out in that final, in that inning. I, I think this team can get that moving forward. And they're, it's all momentum.
4: They're a game behind the Royals right now. Yep. The Royals have lost seven straight. Ace have won six straight. Yeah. They find themselves just two games back in the loss column, even
3: in the win column at eighteen. So that's that's uh, that's pretty cool, pretty good sign there. Well, I, I do have a question ask both of you about the Royals and the A's and where they're at right now. But I do want to say, 16 winning streak. Oakland has outscored their opponents 39 to 19 during the winning streak, batting 400 with runners in scoring position. I mean, we knew going into yesterday, SC was hitting like 410 with runners in scoring position. This I found this from our good friend Sarah Langs on Twitter. Entering entering the streak, the A's had a 194 winning percentage. That's the third longest win streak behind by a team to enter a to enter with a sub-200 win percentage, minimum 25 games in the season, behind only the 1895 Louisville Colonials. Wow. They had a 192 winning percentage, and the 1885 Detroit Wolverines had a 190 winning percentage. The stuff that Sarah's able to find, by the way, is She's incredible. this amazing, yeah. But this is just, I mean, these You're teams, best. Louisville Colonials and Detroit Wolverines. Johnny, that's a little bit before your time, too. I think it's
4: Louisville Colonels, but, yeah, I hear you. No, it, but I got you. You're right, it is, it, it is. Louisville yes. Colonels, but, but I'll say this. That goes back a ways, even before my
3: time. Yeah, that. Yeah. Do we think? Should we ask Ken Korak uh, about it? I think Ken might know. I mean, Ken was around the airplane so, was invented, so that's what he said yesterday. He got me. Just, he stuff, got, just he got me on that one last yep. night. Yeah. So you mentioned about it. You mentioned how they were now tied with the Ray, uh, the Royals, and and wins in the standings, and still behind in the last column. A's are on pace for forty three wins. That's what I, I did the math. Hopefully, the math right. Royals on pace for forty four. Yep. That's uh, past the amazing Mets uh, forty two and whatever the record was at one twenty. So, right now, looking at where the Royals are with Bobby Witt Jr. and Edward Olivares and Vinny Pasquantino and a lot of their starting pitchers up, like Brady Singer, and the A's don't have their guys like Soderstrom and Gellup. which team isn't trending in the better direction right now, do you think?
4: Well, I may be biased, but I think the A's are trending in a better direction, you know? I mean, not, I mean, they haven't... Brought up a lot of their young guys, and the, and the veterans are starting to play good ball. I mean, look at Aledmas Diaz, and look at Jace Peterson, and then Seth Brown's. The veterans are starting to starting to come into their own. So it's it's pretty cool. That mix with the younger younger players. I'd rather be the A's right now.
0: Yeah, I have to agree. Again, try not to be the a homer here, but yeah. you look at what the the Royals are doing, and it's it's. They have that good blend of veteran presence and young players, and they're exciting. But it's just not meshing for whatever reason. And also, a team that I think is in a similar position to the Royals, Cody, are the Tigers. Yeah, also yeah. have a lot of their young prospects up, and that's just not firing for them in all cylinders.
3: And, and then the division that they could win if you look at it. <laughs> I mean, uh, let's see. I have the standings right here. Uh, let me pull them up for a second. The that division with the Twins leading. What is it? The Twins are thirty-three and thirty-three. Then you got the Guardians who are game and a half back at thirty-one and thirty-four. Detroit's 27-37. They're only five out, and the Royals are 15 out at 18-40. Yeah, I mean, they lost nine straight, and they're only five back, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so it's <laughs> – it, uh, who who put – someone said it uh, yesterday on Twitter. I believe it was – they looked at Baltimore, they're 41-24 and – they're five games out of the division. The Detroit's lost nine in a row, and they're twenty-seven and thirty-seven. They're five games out of the division. Right. Wow. It just shows you how good the AL East is that the Rays are leading right now, and how bad the Central has been. Yeah, the
4: Red Sox will be right there in, amongst the league leaders in the in the in the Central, right? Yep. Yeah, Sox and that's
3: one of the you know that's it's actually a good segue. We've been really good at segues the last few days and transitioning to different. Tom, I was I was looking at this and I saw it on MLB Now and we love MLB Now on this program. Tony loves BK and the show BK, good friend of the program. But I was looking back at the 2022 playoff teams and some of the teams that are struggling. Now you look at the Phillies, they're 32 and 34. They're eight games back in the NL East and they're two games back in the wild card. Okay, so not bad. They come here next to play yeah. the A starting Friday. Don't forget drone show Friday, Hawaiian shirt giveaway on Father's Day on Saturday. Yes. Ticketsathletics.com. You mean Sunday? Sunday, Sunday, yeah. Yeah, Did I say Saturday? Yeah, yeah,
4: Sunday, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Athletics.com slash tickets to get uh, tickets for the drone show and to get the Hawaiian shirt. We have them. We'll maybe wear them tomorrow. The Hawaiian shirts. We got them. We got them early. So we'll wear them. I'm always going to rock Link soul of our official clothing sponsor of Ace Cast. So... (laughs) So you look at the Mariners, who I have the, the food bet with Tony that they would be a playoff team. I already lost the one from last year when I said no starter would go over two hundred innings, and well, yeah. <laughs> that didn't work out. Sandy uh, Sandy Alcantara blew that away by just by himself. Mariners are thirty two and thirty three. They're nine games out of first in the AL West, and they're four and a half back in the wild card. Okay. Mets and the Guardians game and a half out in the Central, five and a half out in the wild card. Padres struggling, but playing a little better. Nine and a half out in the West behind the Diamondbacks, two and a half back in the wild card. Mets, 31 and 35, nine back in the, in the NL East, three games back in the wild card. And the, finally, the Cardinals, who are really struggling with all their players. Wilson Contreras has now said he's lost his confidence. He's like five no. for his last 63 over his last 19 games. The big free agent acquisition to replace Yadier Molina. He has them in good. They're 27 and 39, eight and a half back in the NL Central, seven and a half back in the wild card. Out of all those teams, which team do you think has the best chance to get back to the postseason?
4: oh man um well you know, I know the Mets are in a in a bad bad place right now but i i, I I don't really ever count them out. You know, I I really don't. But all those teams, I think the Phillies, honestly, the Phillies haven't played their best ball yet either. And they got off to a very similar start last year. They're kind of trending where they were. They haven't got on that great run yet, but I think they have the pitching to to kind of contend. So I think I I look at the – actually, I talk about the Mets. I look at the Phillies as being the team that I think is going to get there. You? Who do you got, Ray?
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to say the Guardians simply because the, the Central is just so weak <laughs> right now. And then they they were a team that took advantage of that last season. It's yeah. not like the Central has changed much from past season to this current one. So I like their chances. they got a lot of good pitching. I think they just have to mesh together. And it, you have to trust in Francona and what he can do. No question. Well, I
3: mean, one rookie uh, manager of the year, the Guardians came out of nowhere last year. They were a great story. There's a lot of trade rumors around Shane Bieber now because, you know, he has another year of control or the Guardians are going to try to rebuild for the future. They got a lot of young pitching prospects in their system. They can get a, ran- you know, the demand a ransom essentially for Shane Bieber. That's how good he's been. Uh, I like the Guardians pick. I'm going to go oh, I guess I had to stick with the uh, food, but I'm taking the Mariners. Oh, I think right, the Mariners okay. have, I think the Okay. I think the talent with J Rod and, you know, the way Kalanick's been playing, I know he's struggled a little. He came off as a hot start. Luis Castillo is still there. You got Bryce with her pitch better last night for them. I, I just like their upside. I think Seattle can make a chance. Yeah. I mean, they're only four and a half back in the I know. The
4: thing is, though, Commander, they're, they're going to have to find a way offensively. Because I know, and it, look, it's, we're s- almost 70 games in. It's not like we're 25, 30 games in. And they, they're going to have to figure something out offensively. Because as good as your pitching is, unless you get it together offensively, you're not going to make a run. But I, I do think they, they have the talent for sure. But yeah. they have a lot of guys struggling right yeah, now. Yeah,
3: they do. And their offense, I mean, I mean Ty France isn't having the year that he, hit, he did last year. You need him to step up. J-Rod's not having the same year. He's probably going to be in the home Home run derby. I'm waiting to see how the home run derby shakes out because it is in Seattle. But yeah. uh, I, th- I think they're they're my pick. I don't want to say Guardians, so we so two of us agree. So I want we all picked a different team, which is a great for the radio segment yeah. segment on Acecast. Always like some difference. I have a question. I'm gonna pose to you guys real quick with this more balanced schedule. Yeah,
0: are we even gonna see a, a realistic chance of three teams in a single division making the postseason? I don't think it's a good chance of that this year. Uh, three. Three teams in the same division making the postseason. You know whether that's I, division I, leaders it's or funny, two wildcards.
4: My, my, my prediction. Don't say anything yet. My prediction. <laughs> I had I, I, in that. I had Seattle, Texas, and Houston all making the postseason. Yeah, on
3: my prediction. Uh, Johnny's right. He also picked the Cardinals to go to the World Series. Uh, <laughs> just going to throw it out there. That's every day until the, till, till Tommy's back. But um, I think the AL East is going to have all the play, four playoff teams.
0: I think so. Yankees, it's like,
3: Rays, Blue Jays, and Orioles. They could they could be the one. Because no one from the Central, the AL West, meh. Mm. Houston and Texas, maybe. I don't believe in the Angels. I never will. And that's how because my wife's an Angels fan. <laughs> just don't believe in the Angels. I don't think they p- Although, Tawny shut us up yesterday. We all said he was done coming s- September. I had to eat crow and tell Johnny, hey, thanks again. Uh, I'm never doubting you again. Get- you called the win streak. You called the two and three out of three. The only thing you've gotten wrong is the White Sox winning the Central. What's their soul? How many games out of the Central or the yeah. White Sox? There's only four and a half out of out of first yeah. place, yeah. so I it did. still could happen. Yeah,
4: the Cardinal prediction's not looking that great either. Let's be honest.
3: Well, I mean, when you're 27 to 39, you have all that you have Arnotto and Goldschmidt. And your I pitching just, is just amazing. Jack Flaherty's on the mound tonight against the Giants. He's a guy that could be sought after by a team going yeah. into looking for playoff uh, help at the bulk of their rotation going to the deadline, which is on August first. Yeah. But coming up, Sammy Long's going to be joining us. Sammy Long, BP's done. The former opener. He can talk all about the opener. What's is happening? To, that's a, that has to be the first question you ask him. But Sam Long is going to join us right here next on Ace Cast Live with Cody Elias, Johnny Dosco, and Ray Jensen as Ace Cats Live continues.
1: This is Chris Towns, and there are two things that are a must for me. Comfort and style. Whether I'm playing golf, going to dinner, I've got to have the right feel. That's why I've partnered with Link Soul, and you're going to love Link Soul. They have just released their new spring line, new fabrics for their polos, lightweight and perfect for technical performance. Link Soul also has new styles for their layers and hoodies with cool prints and seasonal colors. You know what they say in the big leagues, look good, play good. Good. Go to LinkSoul.com. That's LinkSoul.com.
2: Streaming from the East Bay, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. Well, no,
4: Chris is in Hawaii right now, but we are here with uh, Cody Elias, of course, and Ray Jensen, and, and Sammy Long. Lefty Sammy Long. And Sammy, great to have you on A's Cast Live. How you doing, man? Good. Yeah, thanks for having me, yeah, Daski. Of course. Absolutely. It's good to see you. Good to see you, too, man. And uh, look... It's funny. We talk about he wants me to ask you about the opener, so I got to go ask you about being the. You, you've done that with the Giants. You were the opener and closing back-to-back games with the ace You've had a little bit of a taste of everything as a starting pitcher and everything. What do you, first of all? What do you think of the opener? Do you like the opener? Um, yeah, I think
7: yeah. Overall, I think um, as a pitcher, you, you do your best to be ready in whatever position um, they ask you. And uh, so, if, as a reliever, you come in and you're done early that day yeah you, know, you come in and get your work in and you have time to go get a full lift and you kind of get ahead of things almost as an opener
4: yeah for you like you've done so much starting in your life that being an opener do you prepare kind of the same way when you when you do open a game compared to when you start kind of yeah. same routine yeah, yeah same routine
7: uh, as a start as as i would if i was starting yeah. um i would, I kind of have it all listed out on my phone by uh, by time, when to stretch, when to uh, warm up, when to go head over to the mound. So, I mean, coming out of the bullpen, uh, you get into that routine. So when you're asked to open or start, you, you uh, it's a little bit of an adjustment at first because you're not used to doing it, you know. And um, but it's easy to get. Yeah, you know, on. it's funny
4: because you have been a starter and you've been a reliever. I know it's it's different preparation as far as. Uh, as far as studying the lineups and everything like that how, how different it is is it prep preparing for for a start compared to coming out of the bullpen um i mean it's it's a little bit a uh, taller of a mountain to climb that's for
7: sure yeah you, you're asked to turn over the lineup a couple times two or three times ideally um and you know you you might approach those at bats a little differently than coming in in uh later in the game where you uh you're going to show them your best stuff because you know you're probably only going to see them one time um so it's just a little bit of it's a different chess match, but uh, I enjoy both. And um, you know, so the starting the starting approach is more, you know, try to try to show them as, as little as possible. Um, you know, try to get them out with only a couple of pitches, fastball, changeup, or you know, and then show them something, give them a
4: different look later on in the game. Exactly. Whereas a bullpen guy, you're trying to get outs. Whatever it takes to show all your stuff, right? Just I mean, you got to just try to get outs, right? It's like diff- yeah. different mindset. Yeah,
7: you're coming in guns blazing. Yeah, showing them your best stuff. You know, you want swings and misses. You want early, uh, I mean, early soft contact is always good, no matter what. Um, but yeah, I mean, instead of you know coming in and try to spot up a fastball down and away, you're gonna you're gonna flip a curveball in there early and, and yeah. show them that, and you know then try to blow a fastball up by them later.
4: You know we're in such a different time now compared to several years ago because look, you went from the National League to the American League, and back in the day that would be a big adjustment. But now, with this kind of balanced schedule, you're seeing pretty much all the teams. Was it was it a was an adjustment going from National League to American League for you? A little bit. Uh, there's, I mean, I've ta- I
7: talked to Ledmus Diaz about it a little bit actually, where he he thinks teams are on the on, in the. Uh, in the NL are still adjusting a little bit just because they've they had those rosters set up to uh, you know work around the pitcher hitting for so long that now that it's gone away they're still kind of adjusting those rosters into into what the AL looks like where there's a little more power it's a yeah. little it's a little uh, deeper lineup um, so yeah i mean that's just something that we i've had conversations about and um, but i think
4: overall it's it's uh, I think it's good for the game. Your curveball, you're not afraid to throw it on any count. You have so much confidence in that pitch, you know. And then, it's funny you'll throw it, you'll throw it back to back sometimes. You could triple up sometimes, but it's like uh, I, it comes down to your fastball command. I get that, but your curveball. You talk about kind of how your curveball has evolved through the years. Yeah, I think um, that's always been
7: my pitch um, since I was a little kid. I, I wasn't allowed to throw it all the time, but I. Uh, I always loved to, you know, it was my favorite pitch to practice throwing, and it just it was one of those things that came natural to me. The big, you know, a big, big curveball. I, I grew up watching a lot of Barry Zito here in the Bay Area, and being from Sacramento, um, you know, I saw that. And you saw a lefty pitcher with a big curveball. I wanted to be that guy. So I remember, you know, we were sitting, you know messing around in recess throwing tennis balls back and forth to classmates and, you know, showing them my curveball, and they'd always be so impressed at, awesome. since a young age. So, um, but now, I mean, from then to now it, it's changed a lot. Uh, it was, it was always a pitch. I, I always needed to land for a strike. That's always been important in my game. Um, and my first couple years, uh, in 21, especially, I think I threw that pitch around like 70 to 75 miles an hour. Um, and I, I've, I've, I feel like it. Uh, it was a little too easy to pick up out of the hand. Um, I've started throwing it a little harder and um, kind of disguises it a little bit and makes that batter decide a little bit later yeah. whether or not they need to swing at it. I mean, it's a big pitch, so they don't usually like to swing at it. Um, so you'll see more takes early in the count with it. Uh, and then the later, the, you know, I get two strikes on them and I, I throw one, you know, they feel like they need to swing at it at that
4: point. And, um, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's been such a useful pitch for me. I always ask you this every time I interview you because I know there are people that are watching you for the first time. And I know, look, I, and I've talked about it on the air, the fact that, that that outing in Sacramento, what that did for your confidence and how that kind of, built and look it it matters because it kind of i think it built your confidence going to the big leagues that year that eight strikeout performance the first eight first eight batters he faced pitching in his hometown in sacramento he struck out all eight batters it was eight (laughs) in a row i remember calling the game with jt snow you called eight consecutive batters you struck out in front of your friends and family with a lot of pressure on you first time you've been in triple a what was that like and what did that do for your confidence i mean that was
7: that was a big test for me um you know, you get to the AAA level, those guys, there's guys that have been in the big leagues, there's guys right on the cusp of making it to the big leagues and um, proving proving that I can get those guys out. And on top of that, you know, miss bats and, and put them away like I did that day. It, it was huge for my confidence and in uh, moving forward. And um, I'd, especially not, you know, be, before that year, I pitched um, in low way. That was the highest level I had made it to. So. That whole year, it was just more about proving proving to myself that I could uh, compete with those guys.
4: You know, and for those that don't know, Sammy, was he was out of the game. He was going to be an EMT. He had—he had, he had kind of almost had peace with it, almost had peace with the fact that he was, he was, he was, he was, you were, that was it. You were going to be an EMT, and you're like, look, I had a great run, but it's not in the cards. I am not going to play big league baseball. I crushed you. But then something there, there was something there that said, you know what? I gotta give it another shot. I know there's more in me. I know. I know I can do it. Can you take us through that a little bit? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was the first time in my life where um, baseball
7: wasn't you know, my main priority, um, and I, I learned a lot about myself. I learned. I felt like. I feel like I learned a lot about life as well from my time away, and uh, you know, kind of helped. It helped me reflect on um, on the things that I felt like I could do a little bit more of on the baseball side, and so. You don't want to. You don't want to move forward uh, after it, with with thoughts in the back of your mind, like maybe I could have given a little bit more, or maybe uh, I could have done something differently. Um, so instead of dealing with those thoughts the rest of my life, I just decided to, you know, give it another shot and, and go approach approach the game and approach my preparation a little bit differently. How um, so? How did you approach it differently with your preparation? Um, I, I I hit the gym. I was in the gym yeah. more. Um, it was, I ate, I, I got, I got in the best shape as I possibly could. Um, and I've worked on the mental side a lot. I think, uh, there was a little too much self doubt, um, before I got released in 2018 and, um, my coming back into the game, I, I, I did my best not to worry about those things and control what, uh, you know, what I could control. It's cliche, but it's, it's, it's true. It's, um, that was huge for me, and so just kind of approaching with a whole new mindset and um, doing everything I could to to get better, a little bit better each day, and you know those days started stacking on top of each other, and next thing you knew, I had another job in baseball. I was confidence, go confidence built, right? Yeah, confidence was building. I had a good year <laughs> in '19, my first year back, um, uh, in night in with the White Sox that year, and I resigned um, for 2020. Didn't play. And so I just kept working hard, kept my head down, and and uh, prepared as best I could for my next chance to take the mound. And that w- that came in 21 when uh, when I showed up to big league camp with the Giants. And I yeah. was hungry, I was ready, and I was ready to show the world uh, what uh, what I was capable of doing. That's
4: awesome. Hey, do you know? So do you know anybody in that clubhouse in the Rays clubhouse? Yeah, too? there's a
7: couple guys: uh, Taylor Walls, uh, Josh Lowe. Okay. Um, I played with Josh. We're, we were drafted the same year. We got sent to the Appalachian League together um, our first year, our first short season. And then Taylor Walls, uh, played with him in 17. Uh, you know, not, in, not any pitchers, though, surprisingly. Not any pitchers yet. I'll say this, you know. Uh, it's Zach Lattell's over there now, but oh, I don't, that's think, right. I don't that's think he's right. here right Zach now. Zach is rehabbing. right
4: so- I compare you remember the first flight you're on you didn't know anybody okay and that, and with that the A's? yeah with, well, no yeah with the A's when yeah, you got, yeah. and, and so I remember you sitting there listening to your music and everything I watched you on the last flight you know all the guys it's such a different mindset right when you first come in it's it's hard not to be because you don't want to throw yourself on and be like, hey I'm here you know so you, you gotta <laughs> kind of let it organically
7: yeah
4: uh, the friendships let
7: the, exactly. the friendships
4: organically come so what, what is that what is the clubhouse like I know six six wins in a row helps the clubhouse it but does. What, what is what is the clubhouse like?
7: Um, it's awesome. It's yeah. great. Yeah. I think, uh, overall the group is really easy to fit in with, you know, it's a younger, younger group. And, um, so you can, it's easy to be yourself. Um, uh, we're winning right now, even, you know, even during, through the, the tough stretch, like it's, it was easy to, you know, easy to show up, um, with the same mindset of expecting to win that day, even though it wasn't going our way. Um, we all had that, you know, that, and that's the tough thing about having a young group is like it, you gotta you gotta know that it, every day is a new day. Yeah. You Show up the same with the same mindset, expecting to win. And um, but I think I think we handled that great,
4: really well. And I want to say that because he brings up a great point. Because in that clubhouse, people say, "Oh, it's such a different clubhouse now." They're winning. It actually it is and it isn't. I. I it seems like it's kind of the same as far as you guys believing in each other. The wins weren't happening before. Obviously, it's a more fun clubhouse when you're winning. Obviously, but yeah. I'm just saying, no doubt, it's not that different.
7: No, no. I mean, no. As 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 competitors, you expect to you, you expect to win. Yeah. And uh, uh, I think that I think that it was it was big to to see to go through that rough patch and and to see how we all reacted to it. Um, and I, you know. I was lucky enough to be around um, a lot of veterans in 21 with the Giants, you know, Buster Posey, seeing how guys like that handle losses. And so yep. I've, I've had that, uh, I guess, um, guidance um, for me. And so seeing how they handle it and then, you know, seeing how guys handled it um, – when things weren't going our way, it was, you know it's the same thing. It's it, there wasn't anything uh,
4: different going well, on about one it. One more for you. Uh, you know Father's Day is coming up on Sunday. I know your dad has been just such such a rock for you. Your mom has too. But you talk about your dad a little bit and his influence. Uh, he, he never pushed baseball on you, but he was there for you. Can you talk about his influence with you?
7: Yeah, he's uh, he's been he's been huge. Um, growing up, he was the most competitive guy I knew. Uh, he was a basketball. player player um, in high school and college so baseball wasn't his forte he uh, he didn't you know have too much knowledge on like the fundament the fundamentals of it so he he did everything he could to put me in the best position put me in front of people that um, knew what they were talking about and you know he was right there listening to them as well so he would absorb the information we'd go home and work on it together and kind of just it was a team effort for sure um, growing up uh for my for my development not only pitching but um hitting and on the, and on the mental side as Life's well, so he's, as huge, well yeah. he's been huge he's awesome uh, man and uh most importantly the mental side of it it's, yeah yeah he's
4: which at this level is every right it's he's huge. a tough yeah
7: he's yeah. a tough guy and yeah. you know you you got to be tough in this league to you know to handle whatever's
4: thrown at you no doubt hey Thanks for taking the time, man. All right, Dosky. Great to see you. Good to see you, too. All right. That was Sammy Long. We'll take a break. Come back with more on AceCast after this.
2: A's Cast Live continues from the town. Here's Chris Townsend.
4: Well, it's Johnny D with uh, with Brian Anderson, uh, who does uh, TV with the Tampa Bay Rays. And, and look, I talked with Andy free too. It's like the Rays... With everything they've done, thirteen and 48 and twenty, all stuff, they still don't get the national respect. <laughs> it's, it's something, right? I mean, what, what do you have to do, right? But there's it's, no doubt. Well, yeah. they
6: started off the season thirteen and zero, and everybody said, "Yeah, but you didn't play anybody, right? You didn't." But well, okay, you play what's on your schedule. They were mauling these teams. Right. I mean, it, you know, it was a, they were absolutely handed to them. And if you were close to the team, you realize the talent that was there. But here's the thing: not a lot of everyday household names, and so. People look at the lineup up and down, and they look at the pitching staff, and they're like, "We don't recognize a lot of these names. They can't be that good." Right. But they absolutely are. I, I mean, it's it's an incredible thing to be able to watch uh, just how thick this team is. You know, they've got Rays have eleven different guys that have at least seven home runs. I know. I mean, that's think about that. Crazy, that's man. that's yeah. your starting nine and a couple yeah. of guys coming yeah. off the bench. Same thing with the stolen bases. I mean, they spread the wealth all over the place, and it is a really talented team who right now, because of all that talk that you're talking about early in the season, they're playing with the chip on the shoulder. Chip on the shoulder still, even at yeah. 48
4: and 20. Yeah. That's a good sign. Now, I talked to Chris Prieto. Who I call the Piano Man. I'll tell you about that later. I want you to start calling the Piano Man. Oh, he man, told okay? me I was going to oh, have a blast over okay. here. Okay. Absolutely, okay. yes. Well, I was telling him that uh, this team – defensively, they're, they're not – I mean, they're incredible. And I don't think that, that
6: aspect is talked about enough, right? Listen, they're, it's full of athletes. Yeah. They, they really, uh, you know, value that attribute of being athletic, especially now with the no shift. You, you can't hide guys in the field anymore, not that the Rays ever did. But they really value athleticism out in the field. And I'm going to tell you something right now having watched this team and sitting up in the booth and watching them prepare for games when they go out and they do their pregame infield work they do it at a higher level and more intensity than any other team i've seen out wow. there and i'm not, and i'm not we, just, we yeah. were just talking about that not that long ago we're over yeah. there at the cage their pregame infield work they do it at game speed they, they don't go through the motions and just hit some fungos, guys make some plays and throw it over to first base. They go after it at game speed. I've watched it from up there. Wow. I've noticed it. And then you say to yourself, well, you know what? That is why yes. they are as good as they are defensively.
4: And, you know, it's, and it's a team that, I mean, I feel bad for Kevin Cash sometimes because – who do you start? I mean, all those guys would start on most teams. So you have to mix and match sometimes. You have to g- get guys in when you g- – I mean, guys are getting play in time consistently. But that's a tough task, right, to get a lineup together.
6: I don't, yeah, I don't envy Kevin Cash trying yeah. to put it together. You're right because there are so many deserving guys. Again, 11 different guys with seven home runs. There's going to be some really good players. You know what it does? It makes his bench really strong. Right. And the thing that, that – you can make that work if there's communication. If you're talking to these guys, hey, listen, you're going to be – he said we've got three regulars. You know, R- Randy Arrozarena, uh, Yandy Diaz, and Wander Franco. Those are our three regulars. Everybody else, it's going to be a mix and a match, and maybe even a platoon type of situation. Mm-hmm. But everybody is aware of that, and there's constant communication and feedback. You know when you're going to be in the lineup. You're never caught by surprise, and there's buy-in, and that's what makes it work. The players have to buy in. They if they do. don't, there's a little mutiny brewing behind the scenes in the clubhouse. That's not the case here. Yeah. The guys have bought into it they realize how the Rays do things and no one gets stale no one sits for an extended period of time you may be out of the lineup for two games but you know you're going to be in there soon right. enough you're not going to sit and get stale on the bench and so he keeps them rotating he keeps them moving he keeps them you know part of the game and uh, and listen they they get it done and it makes for you know a, a very a very deep team
4: you know I was talking about Eflin the fact that I, you know there is there's someday there's going to be a pitcher that gets more wins than walks it's incredible this guy <laughs> this guy had 9 8 wins and 9 walks i know he walked back to back that's depressing. what that's the incredible. difference in the game was for sure uh, yeah for sure you know, the back to back walks and the and the ace took advantage of that but you talk about McClanahan and Glasnow back now and Eflin i mean everybody talks about the starting pitching but i want to know about the bullpen how much faith do you have in this bullpen to 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 do the job
6: you know what more than you you might think considering all of the obstacles that they've had to work their way through with the injuries. Pete Fairbanks a couple of different times being out. You know, Jason Adam getting his footing. You you think about some of these other guys uh, that have missed time coming out of that pen. Uh, you know, but you get some guys back like Sean Armstrong. He's coming back. Andrew Kittredge, hopefully at some point, is able to get back. Other guys, you know, have stepped up. It's one of those things that you know at the end of the day, you just feel that the Rays are going to make it work because they always do. Yeah. Even when there's a new cast of characters, they seem to be able to go out and get the they best do. out of them. <laughs> and you know, Jake Diegman. Yeah. Jake Diegmann, When we saw him earlier in the year in Chicago, he was really having trouble with the strike zone. And he's the kind of guy if you can keep him in. And around the zone, he's going to be ridiculously effective because he's got awesome stuff. Well, that wasn't the case in Chicago, and we saw that. And we're like, oh, he's kind of struggling with his command, and you know, not runs up. Well, the the Rays end up bringing him in, and all of a sudden, he's become a guy again because they've gotten him mechanically back to on the fringes of the zone, just off with his stuff, and he has started to perform at a high level. So they they seem to be able to do it year in and year out, even if it's a couple of new different you know new guys. So the confidence level in that pen for me, and I think for most fans uh, is always there.
4: I know Chirinos going today, and he's had a great... All these guys have had a great attitude. Look, Bradley's been up and down a couple of times. 22-year-old kid. I won't talk about him, but Chirinos... Uh, actually, he went down when, when Bradley came up and they, they come back with great attitude. It's just it's it's difficult. There's so much talent that guys are going to be up and down sometimes. You
6: know, I, you, know, I you, you make such a great point. I don't know sometimes how they do it. How they are able to keep guys engaged and keep them with the buy-in but they do. And I think, it, again, it all comes down to communication. And they've seen, a lot of these guys that have been here for a few years, in the organization even, have seen that play out. They know, hey, yeah, I'm going down. They want me to work on this. I know I'm going to be back. I know I'm going to be back, I know I'm gonna be a part of this in the future. May yeah. not be right now, but I've got to be able to go down there perform and and earn my way back back up and they are able to do that but it it, uh, it all comes down to the messaging and the communication and these players buying into what the Rays are doing because if they don't it would crumble like a house of cards and that hasn't been the case. But
4: I, maybe it says about the kid yeah the man Tosh Bradley because because he, he maybe he sees how other people handle it but this kid has handled it so well going up and down and I it to me I mean that's from the outside I don't know what's going on the inside but but
6: I, from what I've seen on the outside this is a pretty mature kid well, this is what I will tell you. As as impressed as I have been with his stuff, and he's got four really can be special pitches by, as he works his way into this game. The attribute that has stood out to me the most at 22 years old, his poise. His poise and his composure on the mound, and that kind of speaks to what you're talking about, that character and being able to see big picture. He doesn't get rattled. He's worried about performing when he's out there and when he's given the opportunity, but he handles himself like a man. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's not a kid. He's not a boy. He's not 22. He, you know, His poise and composure belie his age, and I think that that has helped him on those couple of times that he's gone back and forth because the first time, i got to be honest with you, the first time that they sent him out, I was ticked. I'm like, this, this kid has come up and he's throwing the ball well for three straight starts. He does not deserve. To go down. I mean, yeah. that's the, what kind of reward is that? I was really not too happy, yeah. you know, understanding that there's bigger picture and they, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, but I was personally not real happy with that decision. I think he handled it probably better than I did. Right. And he comes <laughs> right back up and, and and performs at a high level. But his poise and, uh, you know, he's just so much more mature than 22 years old. He's
4: impressive. One more for you. You know, when, when the players go through that minor league system, the, the way the Rays develop pitching – there's nothing like it right in in baseball right now can you kind of speak on that a little bit
6: listen the the rays know what they're looking for they they know the formulas that work they know what kind of pitch attributes that they can build off of I'll give you one great example Zach Eflin so Zach Eflin had had good you know some success with Philadelphia you know maybe some health issues you know with different things that kept him from you know a, a full season but the Rays bring him in. They went right after him when free agency opened up. They went, right, they made him, like, the number one target. We want you. We want to bring you in, and they got him. Well, as soon as they bring him in, they look at his pitch mix from the Philadelphia Phillies, and they basically told him, here's the thing. We love the two-seamer, that, that late action to the arm side. We love that two-seamer. And we really love the cutter because it gets ride and and cut to the glove side. So those two pitches complement each other very well. He also threw a four-seamer that he does occasionally now, but he threw it at a much higher percent with Philadelphia. And so they basically told him, take the four-seamer and put it in your back pocket. And we want you to up the use of that cutter. His cutter usage went up from about 15% with Philadelphia to now over 30% with the Rays. Mm. And now you got the two-seamer and the cutter. Arm side, glove side. They complement each other. The slow curve in the middle and the occasional four-seamer at the top of the zone. And he has become... The guy that, you know, listen, yesterday was the shortest outing of the year for him. But overall, outside of yesterday, the race had won all but one of his starts. Now all but, but two. And that's what he has brought to the table. But it's that they understand pitch mix. They yeah. understand complementary pitches. They see movements and carries and ride. And they know, hey, you come to us and we're going to maximize your strengths. We're going to minimize your weaknesses. And you're going to take your game to the next level. And we watch them do it year in and year out. And on top of the guys that are coming through the system.
4: Well, speaking of guys taking it to the next level, and I lied, I said one more about McClanahan. I mean, mean, look,
6: this guy. Pick your poison. It's unreal, right? Pick your poison. Yeah. That's why you see hitters going out and going after him early in the count why Why do you want to get to two strikes with Shane McClanahan? Yeah. Because he's got four wipeout pitches. He can climb the ladder with the four-seamer. We've seen him take the slider to your back leg if you're a righty down and away to a lefty. The, the, the curveball with all the depth can get you, and his changeup. He's taking his yeah. changeup to the next level. And, in fact, that's a pitch that was good for him last year. And this year he's throwing it, and he's getting four extra inches of the vertical drop. So there's more depth to the pitch. How often is
4: he he throwing the changeup now? It's
6: become maybe right behind the four-seamer. Yeah, And then you've got the two breaking balls after that, but that fastball changeup combination. And it's interesting, too, because he throws his changeup. It's a split grip, but it's not a splitter it's a split grip but he as he comes through there's that pronation where the ball comes out and the ball spins as if you were throwing a circle change but he does it right at the end of his fingers and he's getting more drop with it it pairs with that fastball well and then the slider the curveball four different you know four plus Two elite pitches don't get to two strikes against him.
4: <laughs> I tell you, it's, uh, some of these pitchers, I know. When, when you're excited to see a pitcher, it's like Christmas day, right? You're just like, I cannot wait to see him pitch, yes, right? Absolutely, it's,
6: yeah. no. And and we get spoiled.
4: We, yeah. we get
6: spoiled because there's rarely a day that you don't feel that right when when, uh, when you're covering the race.
4: Well, I'm glad the A's uh, do not face McClanahan this series. That that that's that's good. So <laughs> it's hey, a good uh, miss World Series champion color analyst Brian Anderson. Thanks awesome. man. Thanks Appreciate for having it. me. Man. Good to see you, man. A lot of fun. A lot yeah, of pleasure. Great energy. And we'll have more after this.
1: Go to LinkSoul.com. That's LinkSoul.com.
2: A's Cast Live continues from Ricky Henderson Field. Here's Chris Townsend.
3: Uh, no, not Chris Townsend. Cody Elias, Johnny D, Ray Jensen here with you for another about 10 minutes before we get. We play. Uh, we're going to play in between the show today before Ace Total Access brought to you by Chevron. We're going to play uh, the nice. greatest A's playoff games that Vince Catroni has been putting together on Friday nights on ace total access and then you'll hear johnny d starting at six o'clock for ace total access but uh we were just talking to another guy that's a legend around here we've had jam-packed show with with chris prieto we've had uh sam long we have had ba brian anderson on from the race and then we were just talking to another fellow left-hander dallas braden who threw a perfect game and don't, i know it's giants but 11 years ago today matt kane threw that's his right. perfect game against yep. the uh then, last row is the Houston with Astros. All, with all
4: due respect to Matt Kane, I'm a little more fond of, of Dallas Braden's perfect game. That's just how I feel. It's my favorite perfect game in history. Uh, who was the last out
3: of that perfect game? Do you remember from yesterday?
4: I do. Gabe Kapler. There you go. And Cliff, Pen- Cliff no, Pennington made the throw. Know yeah.
3: your Rays. Johnny D. He's yeah. Johnny, I D's made on the fire. adjustment. I made
4: the adjustment. Yes. Yep. 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 What
3: year was Ray Fosse drafted? If I'm going to do no year. I'm just kidding. That was the first question yesterday, too. The answer is 1965. Yeah, well, first the, draft. Same year, Rick Monday. Yeah. Yep. The last time the A's had 1-1. One, one. I think it's the only time the, the franchise has ever had one one. Yeah. So, so you, so you last night we talked about it a little bit, then we had Chris Prieto come on, but Ken Waldachuk, first A's pitcher to toss through more scoreless innings for a save in a one run game since Elias Sosa, even though it's spelled the same as my last name, I have to get it correct, uh, since 1978. I weirdly asked you where you were, Johnny, but. Uh, what impressed you most about Waldachuk? Well, look, I, I, I know that, and that's a great stat, but but
4: there were a lot of layers to it. Uh, just, you know, this is a guy that, that has great stuff, and he has struggled to kind of find himself uh, this year. And in the starting rotation, trouble with his command out of the bullpen, he had struggled to throw strikes. And, and just to watch his confidence, I think that we saw what will be a rise for Ken Waldachuk. Look, there was no way, and, and they saw it, and Katse talked about it. You could see it in his eyes. He was hungry. And not that he hasn't been hungry the whole year, but he was—he was getting confidence more and more confidence by the pitch, and, and to watch what he was able to do, and he's thrown all his pitches, his confidence in his changeup, s- slider, in the four-seamer, like everything. He just—he just had a lot of confidence. i, I love that outing, and I think it—I think it lifted the team. Not just—not just Walter. I think that that outing lifted the whole team. Was everybody was rooting for him in that dugout?
0: Yeah, I think he hit the nail on the head there, Johnny, with confidence. I think. You look at where Wallachuk was last season when he came in through the trade with the Yankees, and he was aggressive early on. And I bet especially that last game of the year, he was lights out on the mound. And I think we're finally starting to see that same guy again here in twenty twenty three. He just didn't seem to have that same energy at the start of the season, but boy, he you said it, he was locked in. And especially to face this lineup, I was catching up with the Rays radio broadcasters on this series, Neil Solons and Doug Wechter, and they were flabbergasted with what Walvichuk was
3: offering last night. Yeah. He, he looked great. Five strikeouts. He had four swings and misses on the four-seam fastball. He got up to 96. He was pumped up out there. He looked a little uh, dicey in the first, uh, what was it, 70 came in. Then he just, he just got into a rhythm, and he, shut, he, he mowed him he down. And that's a – we're not talking about the, the Kansas City Royals, no. who are, who are uh, not very good right now. They've lost seven straight. We're talking about the best team in baseball, and yeah. he made them look silly out there.
4: He did, and he had confidence in that changeup, you know. And, and look, just, I mean, he's thrown the changeup before in his outings, but this, when you have that fastball command, makes the changeup even that much better. He he looked really good to me, and I'm I'm just so happy to see it because he's a good guy, and, and 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 the A's need him.
3: And Bip Roberts made a good point on uh, um, A's postgame live on NBC Sports California last night with Brody Brazil that. He was talking about how good Walter Chuck looked, and then he went a little too far, in my opinion. He said, "Oh, I haven't seen this happen since uh, Raleigh Fingers," and it's like, okay, well, pump the brakes. Raleigh could be Raleigh could be considered the greatest closer of all time. What well, Walter Chuck's done it once, let's see if he does it for hey, multiple I don't years. I don't
4: know if he meant it like that. You know, I know, I, think, I, know. I know. You're funny, but I, I do think that like he was impressive to a point yeah. where you could compare like that that particular outing to, to some of the greats, you know, that particular outing. But the you know? one
3: guy that I came – the first person that always comes to mind if you're a left-hander and you pitch multiple innings for a save, first guy I think of was Josh Hader. Actually, I think of Andrew Miller, then Josh Hader. Yeah. And I kept saying that's what A.J. Puck's role would be. A.J. Puck would be great as a closer or great as a long relief guy. He got moved from being a starter to a re- reliever. Then he got some chances to close. Didn't work out. Now he's closing games out in Miami. They, I think they found the role for him – what do you think the role ultimately would be for Ken is is for Ken Waldichuk? I don't I,
4: I don't think we know yet. I really don't. I don't think we know yet. He was born in 1998. He's 25 years old. I, we I we just don't know. I mean, because the stuff is there. He may end up being a starter. He may end up being in somebody's bull or the A's bullpen or somebody's bullpen down the road. Whatever. Maybe I don't I don't think he's a closer per se. But I do think. I, I think he'll probably end up being a starting pitcher uh, down the road with the, the A's or, or someone down the road. I, I just think he's got he's got he's got the stuff for sure. I, I just can you know, harness it. Um, it's early. He's 25 years old. Right. So he's got some time.
0: Yeah, I agree with you, Johnny. I think the possibilities are endless to what his role finally is when it's all said and done in his baseball career. But I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I find a lot of the best closers throughout baseball history usually start out as starters in their career, yeah. and eventually they transition to be excellent closers. Yeah. I think Chuck has that potential, but I know every pitcher wants to be a starting pitcher, and right. I think he has that moxie. But I was really impressed by the length he showed last night because this bullpen has needed it throughout this season. If he continues to put out long relief outings like that, it can do wonders for a team. And especially
4: last night when they needed it, right? Because yes. the bullpen was spent, and and, and look. Hoping to get six or seven out of Cap, you did, and hoping to get uh, three from Walchuk, you did, right? Everything that you wanted, because now you have a rested bullpen. Give him an extra day. I, it was
3: huge in so many respects. Uh, safe to say, Walchuk unavailable tonight. <laughs> Short putt. Yeah, call yeah, him yeah, up. Yeah, uh, I think it's. I think same. But the bullpen should be well rested yeah. after what he was able to do last night. You're going to see the. Oh, again, I told Sam Long this. I've told you guys this. It's a dream for me. The opener, both teams using the <laughs> you opener love it. You tonight. I love the opener. It's a big fan of the opener. Yep. We, we kind of moved away from it in baseball a little bit. Now it's coming back a little bit. We're using it. The Giants are still using it. The Rays are still using it. The team that championed the opener, we championed Moneyball. The Rays championed the opener. Yeah, starting with former A. Sergio Romo, uh, all the way back in 2018. I'm excited to see it. You got Hogan Harris as the bulk guy after making it. You know, he's been good since his demotion and can call back up as a three ERA in the 15 innings. And you're gonna see Yanni Torino's pitch for the. Rays, who's been the the, op- the uh, bulk guy forever, yes, he has. it was either him or uh, Ryan Yarbrough, who's now in the Royals, yeah. mm-hmm. as the guy that was always the, the bulk guy. And, and I like what Hogan Harris has shown so far as the bulk guy after the opener.
4: I'm excited to see Hogan Harris and see what, see what he's got today. I, I, I just I think, uh, look, if anybody can handle uh, – working after an opener it's hogan harris and uh, you know like look after that first outing we talked about it right he had that that outing and that that inflated era he couldn't wait to get back to just prove what he could do and look he figured some things out at AAA. a i talked to fran reardon a little bit and he figured out really had to be a little more aggressive in the zone uh he got that confidence back in AAA. he came back up and it was a different hogan harris
0: yeah it really was and it's it- Hogan Harris is an easy guy to root for. There's a lot of guys who fit that bill on this team, but especially with how his career in the majors started, which it could have doomed a lot of other pitchers yep. and players to start that horrendously. But he did took it in stride. He realized, hey, I can just go down, refresh, and come back up. And boy, did he ever do that because he looked like a completely different pitcher. Uh, I'm sorry, and I, did, I, I never it. said I never said friend
4: of the program,
3: Fran Reardon. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> but first, first of all, I said, that's correct. Yes, there's also yes. we, we there's another moniker for Fran. It's a leader of men and Bills fan Fran Reardon. A lot of trouble in Bills training camp right now. I I
4: will be better. I'll just be better. It's okay. okay. Uh, All
3: you can do is get better each day. Remember that. That. Hey, like I told you last night, I'm just here to help the ball club. Uh, (laughs) As I mentioned earlier, with Hogan Harris, he's 2020, whole season canceled. Tommy John surgery the next year. He's 174 and two thirds innings pitched in the minors and major. So he's just getting used to being in a routine and, and he's gonna get these innings pitched. And it's great to see him bounce back from that horrendous start and have the three ERA over his last fifteen. So hopefully tonight we can see a strong another strong effort as the bulk guy. And then maybe the next time around, maybe he there won't be an opener for him. He'll just start the game, which yeah. that's what you, that's what you hope to see from him and every other starting pitcher in the A's rotation. Absolutely. All right. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Well, Appreciate we want. First of all, we want to thank all of our guests we had on today. We had Chris Prieto, the first base coach, and your good friend, the piano man, yep. from the Sacramento River Cats back in his back in your early days in Sacramento. Right. right. Uh, we had uh, Sam Long back in my late days in Sacramento. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Late, early, yeah. either way. Yeah. Twenty years ago, I was. Uh, Fourteen, so yeah. there we go. No, but but Sam. You were twenty-four Sam Long then, was, right?
4: Sam Wong was late in my. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sam
3: Long, the yep. uh, A's, uh, the former Giants opener, now A's. Swiss Army knife, essentially, he's for pitching sure. everywhere for the A's, and we had Brian Anderson, a uh, Rays television broadcaster. That's going to do it for Ace cast Live. We're going to be back tomorrow. We're going to four o'clock. We're going to Martin Gallegos to talk about the uh, Brent Rooker uh, ghost story at the uh, hotel in Milwaukee. John, yep. you stayed there. We good to hear about that. Yep. We're going to have Vince Catronio. Or Efforting Jonah Bride or Kevin Smith tomorrow. We want to thank everyone for listening and watching Acecast live. If you're coming to the game, please take public transit if you can. We got a dual event over at the uh, Oakland Arena for the K-pop concert. Not Sugar. It's a different K-pop band, but you know, please take public transit if you can. Johnny's going to come up at six o'clock with Ace Total Access, brought to you by. Chevron. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you tomorrow right here on A's Cast Live.
1: With more sunshine returning, it's time to get outside and make the most of what Cinnabar Hills Golf Club has to offer, like 27 championship-caliber holes tucked in the beautiful hills of San Jose. And take advantage of their amazing Bay Area views for your next special event. It's all for you at Cinnabar Hills Golf Club, an award-winning venue designed to peacefully take you away from the bustle of Silicon Valley. Go to CinnabarHills.com. That's CinnabarHills.com. Go to linksoul.com. That's linksoul.com. When the
6: job is done, we can go home now. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.